This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another birthday episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm and Adam. The birthday boy is Adam. That's oh, yeah. you got ahead of me. Oh, it's a me, Adam. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate How's it. How's it feel to be an even crotchetier older guy? Well, yeah, the, <laughs> I, I'm having more itches. My throat is. Uh, it's always filled with gunk. It feels like I've got rashes. So you know, pretty you sure typical stuff. COVID. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we don't have that here in Arizona. <laughs> uh, we just decided we don't have that, so that's no longer oh. a thing. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's how that works. Yeah. That's, well, apparently, man, I wish they told us that. That's you, you, you want so much easier. You want to know how it's over? If you if you go to the Walgreens and you can actually get a test. <laughs> or if you oh, eat like man. a few at once they're like yeah just take them I'm like oh okay i guess things are, huh. are pretty good then all right then huh <laughs> so how how was your birthday my friend oh it was great it was just lazy it was oh, so that's the best so lazy i just like got up late I screwed around on my phone for like an hour yeah. you know it was it, you know, my wife and I. We went out to breakfast like late. It was almost lunchtime. Yeah, know. brunch. We just like you hung know, out. You know, you're adulting when uh, when you actually go. Yeah, brunch sounds awesome. Mm, when brunch. When, when that when that actual <laughs> when that word enters your vocabulary at all, apart from just deriding the concept entirely, you. you you are a grown up. <laughs> so, but my wife and I, our birthdays are one day apart, and so uh, you does know. that does that put her her birthday would have been yesterday then, right? Yeah, that's right. Or did I? That's right. Yeah, happy birthday to yeah. her as well. So I took yesterday off from work to hang out with her. Very nice. So I had a nice that's three day cool. weekend, um, where the, where birthdays were indeed celebrated. Yay! Um, we had a we had a good time and. You know, we thought we were so clever because we split a meal to save money. Oh, Her favorite man. thing to do is to to go around and, and get all the free birthday food and drink and to get all the discounts. And she likes ah. to she likes to take advantage of all the things. Get get that free Starbucks. Uh, yeah, we went to. Uh, yeah, I got Starbucks on my birthday. And then on her birthday, we went to Dutch Bros. And Ooh, I've heard good things about Dutch Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both got like two ridiculously gigantic coffee drinks. Yeah, I, I got a dirty chai, which was uh, mm, really dirty. Pretty good, pretty good. You know, it, it's it's kind of ruined for me because uh, my wife started making homemade chai, 
and oh, you're getting spoiled. Yeah, I'm definitely getting spoiled on that. So I go to Starbucks or Dutch, and I'm like, mm, it's not a real chai. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, what a pity. <laughs> Uh, Is it good enough for the plebeians, I suppose? The plebeians. <laughs> oh, I'm down here slumming with the common folk. Oh. Uh, I miss, uh, that was one of the most underrated uh, family guy characters was like uh, Mr. Bottomtooth or whatever his name was. Oh, man. He um, was, yeah. He was the best. Didn't he? Uh, you just couldn't understand he, him at all. He like wrote for the New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love when he sang Amazing Grace. Amazing <laughs> Grace. <laughs> oh, man. I could do the whole thing. I know. I, I know you it. could. Um, I love it. It was it was a good time. I went back to work today. Um, was treated pretty nice. Um, it was a good day. Good. Oh, and uh, when I came home, I had another gift waiting for me uh, sent by a patron and show um, contributor and uh, and guest, uh, Spike. He sent me uh, Adventures in Rakugan, uh, which is Ooh. the Legend of the Five Rings adaptation for, um, for fifth edition. Rad. Right. Um, so that's really cool because I'm definitely into Eastern fantasy. I'm definitely into samurais, uh, especially and, and Oni mm. and and all the various kinds of, of creatures that exist in that mythology. And the gods are really, really interesting. Um, oh, yeah. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, of course, a bigger dive than I can get into right now. But uh, I'll be off in a week. Um and so I'll be able to really kind of get into it, which will which will well, be nice. And how how many RPGers out there, you know, have stacks of books on their shelves that, you know, if we're being real, are probably never gonna get played. They're just fun to have. They're fun to read. Sometimes they're just fun to look at. Oh yeah, and, I mean, if nothing else, and you if just that's steal all from it them. is, that's fun too. <laughs> absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, there's no reason why Fifth Edition by itself or Pathfinder or pretty much any other game like this can't just have samurai things. You know, right. there's there's really no reason for it. I mean, you can borrow stat blocks from monsters and just say, well, it's it's one of these now, and totally. and it's exactly the same and. You know, a, a katana is just a long sword or a great sword, d- depending on, you know, how Sephiroth you want to be about things. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. Um, you see, my katana is about approximately 27 feet long. <laughs> 20, <laughs> just, Thereabouts, you know, give or take. Uh, I can just imagine, like, the game artist, you know, it's like, okay, here's the, the character you requested. Uh, sir, I, I I asked for a really long katana. It's like eh, it's pretty long. I mean, it's it's the size of him. I said no, longer. See, I need you to <laughs> add an entire landscape orientation <laughs> A4 sheet of paper. But how like how does he sheath it? Don't ask questions. <laughs> yours is not to ask why. Okay. Oh my Sit gosh. down. Get your pencil out and get to work. Get to work. Um, yep. 
And uh, let's see, we started our new season of uh, League of Legends and uh, Smash Brothers for the uh, esports games that I'm coaching. And uh, so far, we're undefeated because we've had one match and we won it. (laughs) Yeah, go get them. So, yay. You know, I I'm actually um, and and I don't know that this is something that you have the answer to or anyone for that matter. Um, but I'm very interested to see or hear what what winds up happening with Smash Bros in general, because they're not really going to be making any more of them or at least the uh, the guy who is in charge of developing the Smash Bros game, like the guy behind them all, he's done. Mm. Um, so basically, Smash Bros, at least as as we know it, the Smash Bros we have now is like it as as far as the news that I've read. Um, well, so that- when there's money, there's a way. And if there's one thing that's for sure, it's that Smash makes makes bank. And mm-hmm. so there's really no reason not to keep it coming in so some form. I mean, of course, with with if there isn't a, an original creator attached, then of course some things could change, possibly for the worse. But right. um, I really don't imagine. I, I think it's just a mainstay of the Nintendo franchise at this point. You know, it's it's played um, competitively internationally, so mm-hmm. I don't see. And it, and it has since uh, since the uh, GameCube version and, and the you know they originated. Um, I mean, heck, they even had it at the last Evo tournament, uh, mm-hmm. which you know any game that's any game you know gets played at Evo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, they've been showing some previews for Street Fighter Six, and the, and that looks pretty pretty nice. Um, man, it's getting a lot of stylization involved. Does Ryu, does Ryu have a, have a beard? Uh, I think, I think he has like a light beard. Like it's, uh, maybe a, a, a darker, um, five o'clock shadow. Uh, even Ken is a little bit grizzled. He's like lost his fortune and stuff. And so like the, the characters have like progressed Um, a little bit. Blanca has overalls. (laughs) Blanca as a you know he looks like a guy who could farm dude Blanca <laughs> is an Andrew character if I've ever seen one like that guy like if you if you had been in charge of coming up with a Street Fighter character you would have turned that in he's everything that Pikachu should have been oh yeah I mean he is Pikachu no, he is just slightly more it, it's it's just another uh another evolution form you know what if he what if all he did was like run around saying saying Blanca 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 I would love that. I would be I'd be into it. I'd be into it. Uh, he has brain damage, I see. <laughs> what if all the Poor Street thing. Fighter characters did that? Ryu Ryu Ken 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 Ryu Ryu Ken Ken <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm I'm in. I'm in for it. That sounds like oh. a lot of fun, actually. Uh, well, what have you been up to? I've been talking about my things. Um, let's see. Well, you know, I've um, I've been working on writing and stuff, and um, 
frankly, you know, if if uh, if I'm being fully honest and you know full disclosure here for everybody, um, my um, there was a little bit of a screw up with my regular medication, um, which has which has a noticeable impact typically on my energy levels and my ability to kind of focus and, and really be as productive as I, as I really like to be. Um, so I, I haven't had that, um, for a little while. Uh, so I've been a little off kilter, which has, you know, posed its own, you know, just physical difficulties um, and it also makes it a bit more difficult to write. And a lot of my writing recently and development has has involved not me writing up a bunch of my own stuff. I'm editing and redesigning a bunch of stuff that other writers have done. I'm basically going over other people's work and adjusting things and um, if I see something that I really am not a fan of or I think needs to get changed or just eliminated, I do that. Um, and let me tell you, folks, um, game development and game writing and that kind of stuff has a it has a, a lot of it's got a glamorous kind of feel to it, at least from, you know, from a from an outside perspective. It's an easy thing to, for a lot of folks, especially kids, you know, like those of you who are listening who might be in high school, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's when a lot of folks really get the bug. Oh, yeah. Um, And game development and game writing is hard and it's exhausting at times. There are other, there are a lot of times when it is a straight up blast just the way that you would imagine it would be. But there are other times where it can just be draining, um, both physically, mentally, emotionally, like all that stuff. It can, it can be a lot. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to push through some of that. I'm trying to push past some, you know, frustrations and things like that. And sometimes I find myself just, you know, ranting to myself or, you know, my, my lovely wife, um, was patient enough with me to just kind of let me rant to her, not at her, but, uh, you know, just allow me to use her as a sounding board and just to get that kind of stuff out of my system. And that's really very helpful, you know, for, for anyone out there who maybe isn't in a relationship and stuff, Having somebody on your team who can be that for you is really great. Um, so I've, I've been I've been trying to push through that kind of stuff. So um, you know, just some real talk for all you folks out there. Um, but apart from that, I've been uh, looking at some some new like Kickstarter stuff that I've been seeing around. I uh, just saw this um, this this one that I just posted in our Discord called Minure, uh that someone that moly, generates like a world, a whole world, and you can use it to to 
auto generate one or you can like actually get in there and do it yourself mm-hmm. and like really tune and you know make it exactly what you want um and i just heard about this so there are you know i'm sure there's a lot about it that i that i don't know that i haven't read yet but what i saw so far for the folks who who are interested in the digital side of tabletop RPGs, this looks like one huge mother of a tool. Um, And I think that the people who do get use out of it are going to get a ton of use out of it. And on top of all that, I guess the, the business model that, the, that the developer is going with is that they're planning to make this tool free. Um, so once it's out, like any, any backers and stuff, um, the things you're getting are, I think are going to be like bonus, uh, maybe like bonus assets and, you know, little content packs like that or things like that. I'm not entirely sure, but, um, the, the basic idea of having a tool that can do as much as this thing looks like it can do, having that be free is like, if it's as cool as it looks like it's going to be, that's like, that's going to be a big deal. I was pretty impressed with the little bit that I saw. Well, we'll see. I mean, I haven't even looked at it yet, so I, I really can't comment. But, mm. you know, certainly having a way to come up with more worlds I can see as being very useful, especially for a uh, for a, a, a sort of fa- science fictiony game where, where there might be some space travel um, or like world portal hopping, whatever. Um, you know, and for me particularly to to use for Spelljammer. Yeah. Um, but I also I don't mean, need too much detail either, right? You know, it's like right. I really only need to know like three th- things about it, and then we can. We can just build yeah. out from there, you know, because like as soon as you generate it, I would assume then you have to do a lot of reading. Right. And it's kind of like when you get one of the adventure books from from D&D, it's like, cool, all this work has been done for me. Ah, crap. Now I have to do <laughs> work and understanding it and implementing it and and all that. stuff. it's like it doesn't even save you time. But well, I'm I'm sure. You know, like I, like I mean, I, I have no idea nowadays will have, uh, you know, it'll have some learning curve. But yeah, from from what I saw from just the little demo video, uh, like it, it looked like it was a full on interactive 3D tabletop. Mm-hmm. Like there were animated animate tokens that were not just tokens. They were like you had a 3d model of a figure on there wearing armor. They're a monster or whatever. And they're like actually moving and stuff like that. And That's you cool. can move them around on the grid. And like it, it was, it was nuts. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I think I would have loved uh, to, when I was running curse of Strahd, I, it would have been really cool to have a, a built out fully realized uh, version of Ravenloft that I could have gone into and actually like moved around and like seen this place from the ground level and stuff. 
Um, and like if if this tool allows people to actually build maybe even worlds and settings that currently exist, that's what I'm most interested in to see what the community will do with this tool if in fact it is capable of that. Um, so I think that'll be some, it, it's something to watch for, if anything, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, that, that sounds very ambitious. So of course, part of me is like, I don't know, but you know, who knows, man? It, I mean, stuff is, is moving fast techno- technology wise. Um, sure is, but let's get back to some basics. Let's get back to some things that my little pea brain can actually wrap around. Um, too. yeah. Hooray for what pea you- brains. Hooray for pea brains. <laughs> Three cheers. Three cheers. Brains. One, uh, two, four, three. Five. <laughs> three, my three, lord. Sir. Three. <laughs> One, two, it always comes back to Shrek. Um, it's Monty Python, man. Dude, I was I was going from Shrek. I was going from you know he's holding up the wrong fingers. He's saying which door to take. Ah. Oh, you're doing the counting. It's got to be one, two, five. The holy freaking hand grenade. <laughs> well, of holy. course. Five is right out. And well, of I course, was... that's what he counts. Uh, so good. So good. All right, man. What are you thinking about? Okay. So we, we've talked a little bit about like player types and GMs and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I thought I would attack um, how to sort of quantify a GM in a in a oh. fun silly way oh boy so i wonder if you have like a character sheet nearby if not you can just like use something to note on but um, i do not i will grab a piece of paper all right sounds good so what makes a great gm i mean we can sit here and list everything and we have many many episodes where we talk about various aspects of making a, a game master really uh, effective at what they do. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of simplify and, and put it all together in a way that's easy for people like us to understand. Ah, uh, yes. And so I begin with the ability scores. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. We're doing it this way. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. We're doing it this way. All right. Okay. So, of course, the there six the ability scores in D&D are strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma okay so a a, a gm must have all of these qualities but of course in various degrees because none of us can like real life munchkin right and we can we can do our 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 best and we but we all have strengths and weaknesses we all have our our uh min maxed you know really good stats and our dump stat right and always kind of turns out that way. So what do we mean by these things? Because obviously having physical strength, the ability to throw books at your players, you know, does not necessarily make you a good GM, uh, but it may, it, it, it might, you know, it, some, some people need a wake up call, you know, sometimes, you know, you just need a book thrown at your head. You, you know? always hear about those teachers who, you know, <laughs> made a, made a huge impact on their students by, throwing erasers and markers and stuff at at the kids. And, you know, we would be lying if we said that that was ineffective for all 
people. Like it works for some folks. You yeah. Just- but if your teacher hits you too hard in the head with an eraser, then you end up making podcasts about D and D. So, you know, really be careful out there, teachers. Um, I feel I feel attacked. Well, we I also attacked myself. I I I, I grabbed you and leapt off the building yeah. under the bus. You might say that's, uh, that's how that's how we do. So whatever we do, Andrew, we we, we do it together. You know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh. So strength. Okay, starting out with strength. Uh. I I interpret strength as the ability to do the work, the ability mm-hmm. to to bear up uh, all the various things, commit and, and uh, you know, produce to make things you, mm. you know, if you got to run, jump and climb, you know, because strength governs uh, athletics, right. You have to be able to swim. And so there's a lot to deal with when it comes to game preparation. Sure. And so that is how I interpret strength. Okay, so a, a GM with very good strength um, seems to be very well prepared. It seems to be right, uh, very committed. Maybe there's a lot of fun props or novelties. There's been a lot of thought given to things that are going to matter to players, and things are are carried out well. Um, one for for a GM who lacks strength, who's uh, I don't want to say weak per se, but let's say has a low uh, strength score, you know, so a weak. lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I don't want to say it, but yeah, <laughs> that's when we have like a lot of cool ideas. Maybe we make some promises and then we don't really follow up. We don't keep them. Uh, um, we, we don't implement as much as we said we were going to implement. Uh, we started cutting corners because, frankly, we just rather do other things with our time. Sure. And, you know, you can still have a very enjoyable uh, game with a with a strength week, let's say, uh, GM, but they're going to have to make up for it in other ways. Sure. So uh, for your character sheet, you know, uh, what would you say your strength is? Oh, man. You know, again, 10 being like an average like okay i'm i'm reasonably okay you know like i i think in terms of actually like when i set out to gm something i do really try to pull out all the stops Mm -hmm. when i can so i i don't think it would be unfair to say that i've got a pretty high strength score uh, so so I, let's let's follow the rules of of uh, point by a little bit and just say okay let's say the best you can give yourself is a fifteen right and all right. and uh, you know fourteen and fifteen are these are definitely my strengths these are things I'm good at um uh I always kind of hedge on the humility side so I I might say like like a twelve maybe a thirteen okay so we let's start there right and we can always adjust later as needed. So uh, I, I would tend to probably agree with that. Right. Okay. Uh, especially if it's a shorter campaign, I think you do really well at, yeah. at bringing a lot of fun, interesting things, but I think you have better stats in other places. Mm. Okay. So let's move on to dexterity. 
Let me guess at this one. Okay. Dexterity being flexibility or mm-hmm. adaptability, right? Like right. thinking on your feet kind of stuff. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Um, basically, how slick of a GM are you? And are you able to kind of multitask, right? Can you roll with those punches? Like when players throw out that like curveball, do you crumble or do you do you know where to go with it? Can you can you catch that and run? Um, are you uh, you know a dexterity also governs stealth, right? Mm-hmm. Are you able to pull a sneaky on your players sometimes and and fool them? Are you able to apply some sleight of hand? And really give them some some surprises that can kind of efficiently solve several problems at once. Hmm. Um, you know, that is I, I realize that's a lot. But of course, in fifth edition, dexterity uh, deals with a lot. So it's yeah, a, it's always true. been kind of a loaded stat. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. To me, it's the the flexible balance, but also very slick. uh dungeon master so your mm. thoughts um hmm. honestly i i like to think that i'm pretty good at this um i i tend to like going off the cuff in fact i mm-hmm. i may even i may even prefer it in a weird way sometimes maybe to to my own detriment um because the the when I prep a lot or like when I was running Curse of Strahd, I do get to a point where I can feel like having a lot of structure and stuff around what I'm trying to do can even feel a little restrictive. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, yeah, so a GM with like a high dexterity, I would say, is good at prepping less while still being able to produce like something that's that's pretty good. I am. I am definitely somebody who wants to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're we're, instead of adding racial bonuses, what we're going to do later on is give you plus two to something and plus one to something, but those are our goals. Okay. That's where we want to grow. All right. So I, I, I would, again, I'm probably going to hedge a little bit here, but I'd say maybe 13 to 14 on mine. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that sounds good. I would give you about a 13. Mm. Um, and then I would probably give the plus one here <laughs> possibly uh, to to push that, get that extra ability modifier in. Yeah, or, there right? you go. Well, he's trying to get those even numbers. Okay, constitution. Oh, I was waiting for this. One. I know, right? Yeah, I've got, I've got low con. I'll tell you straight up. I know yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, to be fair, most GMs do. Um, in in my estimate, um, from my experience, uh, what I've seen, um, most GMs are running around with about eight con. Because this um, is this is staying power, right? Correct. This, this is, is stamina. endurance. It, yeah. yeah. Can you can you run several sessions? Can you be consistent? Do you counsel a lot? If you don't, you have good um, constitution, right? Like if you can not lose steam and uh you know keep up something especially that's more long form um can you do a longer session at once mm. um i think all of these things can contribute to good constitution right 
Yeah. Um, also, the ability to sort of deal with the slings and arrows that come your way. Are you able to to let the the sort of negative feedback, you know, roll off your back? Like, you know, most of the time players aren't like, oh, man, that sucked. I hate hated that. But you can tell when, like, people leave the table and they're not super happy, right? Right. And so, you know, or do you get things where there, you have little fights in the game? How do you take it? Do you just want, do you just quit or do you fight back? And I think that all of that has to do with, uh, with having a good constitution for the game. Mm-hmm. And again, I would say this is rare. Having yeah. a, having a strong constitution on a GM is pretty rare. And I think that's why we end up with career GMs. Yeah. Because it's the few people that have like a 14. <laughs> yeah. Know? I, I would say, I would say I'm, I don't think I'm below 10. Um, I think I'm maybe a 10 or 11. Like, like I said earlier, you know, when I set out to GM, I do commit and I try to go as long as I can, but sometimes that, amount of time is maybe not as long as I would have liked, or I, you know, I, I hit burnout. Um, but that being said, I did, I did run curse of Strahd for a darn long time compared to what I used to run. So maybe I, maybe I bumped up my con a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I I think it takes a lot of, I mean, just like any of these skills that take, they take a lot of practice because it's not enough to just have the ability scores. We need to level up so we can get ASIs, right? And yeah. we, in, in order to do that, we have to grind. And like, there's just no uh, two ways about it. Grind. You got to put in the time, right? You know? Yeah. And and that also has to do with COD. Like, you might say that between games, some of us take a long rest. And that long yeah. rest can take longer for some people than others. That's because the truth. It, it takes them a long time to recover, right? Because... It is a tremendous amount of work and, and creativity. Uh, and particularly if you if you don't have particularly high strength, then it can just feel very dra- uh, draining. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, you know, if really, if you're lacking in like uh, any of the physical stats, I would say it's yeah. just you can really hit that burnout faster. So you've got to really... Um, you, sometimes you just got to do it for your own sake, right? Or for the one person that, you know, really appreciates yeah. it. But there are also other times where it's just time to be done. And and that's okay, yeah. too. But, you know, I've, I've, I've had to cancel a game or two. And I, I, I hate it so much to do it because I feel like I was defeated. But at the same time, like, it's not worth dragging everyone else through a bunch of misery when you could just move on. Correct. So, anyway... I I tend to think I have really good constitution. Oh, you, I I don't think that that's even something that. Um, I mean, quite frankly, I don't think that's something that even merits much discussion. You just you definitely do, and yeah. that's kind of the end of it. So, if nothing else, I will show up and I will run the dang game. Yeah, right? no, that's true. Now, some some GMs are able to run several times a week. And, you know, at my height, I think I was running like four times a week, uh, which is a lot. That's more than I want to do. Right. So I wouldn't yeah. say I have got like a ridiculously high number, but um, I tend to take short rests, you know. Um, I mean, 
I I would definitely at least give you the fifteen on con. I mean, you know, may, maybe it, you're it, not. It's a gift that. and a curse, right? <laughs> right. Like I don't know if you're hitting maybe the eighteen. Or yeah. Something. No, I I but don't that, think I'm quite there. But those are those guys that are you know, they're doing. <laughs> Because that's like, the other question. Do I want 18? Right. Right. Yeah. right. Like, what does that mean? That means you your know, priorities he, are messed up. Like, <laughs> I think I think for your case, you know, if if your day job isn't this hobby, then maybe your con would go higher a little bit. But, yeah. you know, like, OK, what am I going to do for my fun time at the end of my workday? Oh, more of what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Great. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, you know? it is. And so we, we give you some benefit for that. But it's time to move on to the uh, the mental stats. So we begin, of course, with intelligence. Mm. I would say for me, uh, I don't know if it's a dump stat, but it's definitely one of my lower ones um, mm. for for intelligence. Uh, I would say, you know, it governs your knowledge. Some GMs are just incredibly knowledgeable people. They know everything about the lore. They and beyond that, they know things about their own world that they are able to uh, put into the game. These are these are researchers. These are people that you know if they're going to run a Greek style campaign, then they're going to read about Greek mythology. But beyond that, they're going to read about. Um, you know, the technology that was available in the day and what the histories are like, they're going to go into meticulous uh, level of detail to do the things that they want to do. Now, I, I, I feel like alongside that, I feel like, um, I feel like intelligence also encompasses the, the thoroughness the degree of thoroughness with which you really know the rules. Like, oh yeah. I think on I an almost that. encyclopedic yeah. level. Um, yeah. So like Spike, who I, I mentioned earlier, I would say sure. intelligence might be his, his highest, main. you know, yeah. he might be in there. So, whereas for me, the, I'm, I'm more like, ah, oh, it's, it's a magic that did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Or yeah. Oh, I'm not really sure what the rule book says, but you know what'd be really cool right here. Um yeah. But so, at the same time, we have a decent well, you know what? I'll 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 skip that that note because I think that kind of goes into wisdom that we'll be coming up on. Um yeah. I, I think for intelligence, I'm probably I would probably put myself at like a twelve. Like, like I, I know the basic rules, obviously. Um, and I will research what I need. Um, but typically only what I need because I don't have a ton of time where, you know, like if I really wanted to read every little bit of lore there's ever been on Ravenloft before I ran my curse of Strahd game, you know, that, that would take freaking ages. And in order to, uh, to be able to do all that research and retain it all in my head and have notes that are 
usable in game and stuff because it's it's not just Re- retention's huge, right? And it's, I, if, it's so huge, and that's something I mark myself down on because, mm. like, I'll read it, I'll read the book, and then remember a couple bits. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, because even while I'm reading, my my mind's wandering. Yeah, and that can be very frustrating. And and then if I don't apply the knowledge, it's it's it makes it hard to stick. Oh, yeah. um, and so. You know, I also thought about the the different knowledge skills that exist in the game, right? Like you have religion and nature and arcana and uh, history, right? right? And so, like, if you know a lot about history, you can apply a lot of that to your games. If you know a lot about the natural world, like how physics work, you know, that can that can help you add a lot of life, uh, particularly if you're doing science fiction, right? If you're, right. you know, arcana, I, I might apply that to the rules, right? Or even just under, understanding how like uh, the occult works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in religion, of course, like gods play a pivotal role in, in a lot of these games. So, Oh, definitely. And if not them, then, you know, cults are like always, uh, you know, present as bad guys. Yeah. So, you know, knowledge of all these things is, is incredibly important. But some of us <clears throat> can uh, get away with uh, with uh, kind of alluding to things and then focusing on, right. on other things we'd rather do. There um, you go. And that's fine. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the next one is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And wisdom in 5th edition is all about uh, perception and empathy and insight and that sort of thing. Intuition, uh, I think. Intuition. Be, the, 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 the ability to sense and to feel right yeah and so it's this is a gm that really i would say encompasses really what we're trying to do on this show like when we say the the secret ingredient is love yeah you know really we're, we're pushing that wisdom stat we want it to be high we would like it to be higher yeah. um always we, we think a lot of gms tend to miss out on this um, because as a GM, you, you put in a lot of work and, and I think it's easy sometimes to get really enraptured in what we're doing uh, and to kind of forget what the, what the players want and what they're feeling at a given moment, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I, I think a, a GM with, with higher, uh, wisdom will, will try to split time fairly evenly. They won't forget about players. Um, they'll be sensitive to their verbal and nonverbal cues, mm. you know, like, oh, this is working. This is not working. I think this player is uncomfortable. Maybe I can address that later. Um, I I know a, a player with high wisdom can do timing for emotional moments really well. Mm. Uh, you know, they know when to let the moment end and how to bring up that music at the right time. Right. Yeah. They're they're all about the heart and soul. Yeah. And so and I think a player with with low wisdom or a GM with low wisdom uh, tends to be people that are kind of self-absorbed and and wrapped up into into their their own vision, Mm. sort of regardless of what the players at the table are doing to to interface with it. Right. And if they're doing things that that the GM doesn't like instead of 
trying to figure instead of trying to like figure out what the issue is, they just get kind of frustrated and upset with them for not getting on board. Mm. Right. So that would be my description of the jam with, with low wisdom. Yeah. I, I think, I think that all tracks, I, you know, and this, this is where I was going to go with what I was going to say when we were talking about intelligence is that I think with wisdom, there's a rules component to wisdom where when you don't know the rule for something, you have a good sense of intuition uh, for what for what reasonably makes sense from a mechanical standpoint when you don't actually know the rules. And this or, is, or this, even if you do, even if you do like, sure, sure. So like understanding that moment where it might get in the way. Right. So I, I think like that for me is that's a zone I tend to live in a lot where I might have a hard time recalling what the actual five, pardon me, what the actual five E rule is for some technicality or whatever. But I, I feel like I've always been able to make a reasonable ruling in the moment that most everyone is, if not happy, at least content with. Like, I don't I don't feel like I've ever had a time when I've been GMing where I've made a ruling that really made people angry um, or where somebody would just vehemently disagree with me. Um, My rulings, I feel, have tended to be things where everyone at the table has been they've been cool with it and. You know, it usually is at least good enough for us to just go, ah, all right, that works and we move on. Um, so I I think I think there's that too, just kind of having a having a sense of um what would what would mechanically make sense in a reasonable way in the moment when you aren't sure what the actual rules technically tell you to do. Yeah, and and some of that could be wrapped up into dexterity too. With that, yeah, de- with that I, sort of flexibility, I think, I think there's a there's a fair bit of crossover between well, a and, number and, of and of course, when it comes to the classes themselves, most of them specialize in one, but have a second that's also quite important, right? Yeah. So I I think well, I'll get to that in a minute, but for the for now, I want to jump over to charisma. And, and charisma is probably the, the easiest thing to, to really talk about because it's it's literal, right? Yeah. So can you command attention? Can you role play characters well? Can you do voices? Are you able to, you know, um, deliver emotion? Are you able to handle problems with, with charm or intimidation? Um are you able to deceive your players in fun ways, in fun mm. ways for them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> fun for them. You know, without, you know, how do you, how do you do big painful moments to your players without them feeling like you're attacking them personally? 
like charisma, charisma, charisma. I mean, this is something that I think most GMs strive to do. Everybody wants to be kind of the Matt Mercer of, of uh, GMing. Cause Oh yeah. Like, you know, he's his big stats, probably charisma, I would say. And so, cause he can, he can just do so many characters and convincingly. Right. Yeah. And that's just really, really, really powerful stuff. Mm. Um, so if you consider yourself more of an actor GM, but also a good um, kind of party manager, I would say that uh, you probably have a good charisma. Mm. Um, now, it would almost sound like charisma is like necessary, but I have had GMs with low charisma. Um, oh, sure. You know, where every NPC sounds exactly the same or they have like three voices they rotate through. Right. Um, and not even just voices, like characterizations, like, okay, here's sarcastic guy. Here's humble guy. And here's other sarcastic guy. Right? <laughs> <You know>? Sure. <laughs> and so there, there's a lot of uh, a limit there in people that, you know, don't necessarily know how to handle social dynamics at a table. They just kind of wait for it to, to blow by and then they can move on. Um, so it's, it isn't necessary. Uh, I would say players with lower charisma would tend to prefer the war gaming aspect of the game. So mm-hmm. I would say that often goes with having higher intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, of course not always. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think charisma also, um, also factors, uh, or, rather i should say what factors into charisma as well is um the ideas of like style and showmanship yeah um you know being able to really to sell a set piece moment or to to really you know make big bombastic things feel big and bombastic or getting that emotion across or just like getting into it um i i think that that's wrapped up in this as well yeah 100 percent. i i think that that's right um so with that being said i would tend to think that you have fairly high charisma i would say that when you when you try to sell a character you are like you are getting at it you know you are uh laying it on Right. And I would also say that for you, the memorable moment is maybe the most important thing yeah. uh, about the, the tabletop experience. And so you want to make sure that 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 is sold. I, I don't know if you have infinite charisma because um, uh, I would I mean, say who does I mean, <laughs> who does for that matter. Um, I I do. I and and I. I don't want and that's this. Ma- and that mainly goes to the player dynamic itself. Sure. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want this to, to feel like self aggrandizement or anything like that. Um, but I, I do feel like I, I lean heavy toward charisma. Like I think, I think charisma is probably out of all of these is probably my top stat. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree. Um, yeah, I think I definitely favor that one. May, maybe even to the detriment of others. 
Okay. So I think that that's, that's fair to say. I think mine's pretty good. Um, I, I think yours is pretty good too. Um, I think, I think there are a lot of times where you maybe don't get as amped up as I do. Like I, I feel like I, I am definitely much more subdued than you are. That's yes. for sure. I'm even on this show. <laughs> I'm more subdued than you are. Sure. You know, uh, that's, that's definitely true. Hey, you're, you're the straight man to my crazy. So, you know, you are, you are just as important. Cause I mean, really how many times have we been in situations where it's like, you can, you can only take so much Andrew, you know, <laughs> but you know, you could be around forever and everybody's fine with it. But after a while, they're like, get this guy out of freaking here. Just enough. <laughs> but hey, enough. man, those 10 minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Baby, you're having the time <laughs> of your gonna life. That's going to be a good 10 minutes. That's right. Uh, um, no, yeah, I, I think, well, we all have our, our, maybe that starts to get into skills and feats a little bit, right? Um, <laughs> oh, if we really wanted to stretch this out, we really want to milk this for all it's worth. But sure. uh, where I want to jump to now is just sort of summarizing. Okay. And then let's let's say this um, again. Let's set some goals. So typically we you would add a racial bonus. Uh, they got rid of it. Those being, are going away. Yeah. That's true. Um, and now they're just like, ah, I don't know, add two to something and add one to something else or add one to three things like which is totally fine. like we don't care anymore. Which is great because now, like, tiefling monks can not be objectively terrible. Okay. Um, so, uh, where are you going to put your your stats? Where, what are your goals? Okay. So, these these are the things we're, we're saying. We want to get a lot better being the plus two or a bit better being the plus one. Correct. So, right. and you can have three smaller goals or you can have one bigger goal and one smaller goal i'm gonna put my plus one and my plus two into charisma and just become matt mercer you cannot that's do that I'm that's not do. allowed that <laughs> definitely not allowed i'm just gonna <laughs> hyper 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 focus just um mash that know, like button i think um, uh you know i there's a big part of me that feels like i ought to put it into constitution but there's another part of me that's <laughs> just like, i don't even want to get better I, at this <laughs> i don't know that i do i i feel like i'm like i may just pre actually prefer running more shorter games than longer ones i think um, that that's smart and and in that case maybe the constitution i'm at is sufficient right. um but you should run more often. That's my, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like your opinion. And by that, I mean, like else. once a year, Andrew, I'm not asking for a lot. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. I'll do I'll do a one shot every year. I'll just. I'll, there you go. There we go. Um, no, you're to be completely clear for everyone at home. Adam is right. I'm just being <laughs> difficult is what well, is happening. But you also raise an interesting point. Like, do we do we take the ability score bonuses to shore up weaknesses or do we use them to push what we're good at? Well, typically players push what they're good at, don't they? Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, if you're playing a ranger, you're pushing probably decks and wisdom, or maybe you're trying to shore up con a little bit. But for the most part, you're not going to be like, well, I don't really want to have, you know, eight intelligence. You're going to be fine with eight intelligence, right? Like it's right. You you don't want to change eight to nine, right? That's not doing anything. Yeah. But, you know, of course, it's a little bit different in real life. Like maybe, you know, you know, my charisma is pretty baller. It might be time to work on that con a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, but it's up to you. I think I one of the things I would say that I am fairly content with actually is my intelligence. Um, I feel like like what I know in terms of technicalities and stuff is perfectly serviceable. And I haven't found myself um, in a position where I felt like I was struggling and was like, oh, God, if only I knew blah, blah, blah this would all be fine. Um, so I feel at least content with that. Um, my dexterity, I also feel okay with. Um, honestly, I would put, I would like to put my, my plus one into wisdom. I feel like I'm already pretty darn good with it, but I feel like there are things I could be better with i think that there is room to grow um i think that's a good goal for you for sure yeah there's there are there are definitely times where i uh i think because the effort of running tends to feel so high for me um that the amount of work that i put in to trying to run feels so substantial it makes it difficult for me to um to process critiques especially from especially from other people who i don't have a uh a much deeper relationship with like when you give me feedback i'm very aware of exactly where you're coming from you you probably know what i'm gonna say before i even say right right (laughs) so that helps me not take (laughs) what you're giving me quite as personally as if i've got somebody who i only have a very you know surface level relationship with if they're trying to give me feedback a lot of times i will fully admit that i can get really defensive and try to come and come up with reasons why they're wrong, things like that. When that's not the approach that that I should take. That's not to say that maybe their delivery couldn't use some work, but we'll talk. <laughs> but we can you, only control you get, our. You we can uppity. only control ourselves. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, I was gonna say you you get uppity when someone doesn't like the same show as you. You know, like if that, that's something because that you, I'm objectively correct. <laughs> don't you understand? <laughs> no, it's yes, that's that's true. Honestly, I've been thinking you don't like this, the thing I like. This is a rejection of me. <laughs> here's here's a here's a slight tangent because I've been examining that with myself recently. Uh-huh. And I I I do honestly feel like I have uh realized at least one reason why that is and it's frankly because i i feel like the 
the things that I enjoy or the things that I've been finding that are really cool, I want to share them with people. Oh, and yeah. I want yeah. to enjoy them with people. And a lot of the people in the small circle of people I have, pretty much none of them show any desire to try out those things. Right. So I yeah. wind up feeling very frustrated. And well, a, a lot of the people you know are like um, people that like to feel like experts in things. That's true. So I think that they tend to be like, ah, but here's my thing. And uh, then, yes, there's that. And, and I know you absolutely hate that. And, oh, you know, yes. and, and fair enough for good reason. Yeah. But anyway, just to throw it out there that I have also <laughs> been doing some self-examination and exploration. I, I am trying to grow that part of myself as well. Or at yeah. least I'm trying to understand why I feel the way I feel, because sometimes that can be incredibly difficult to figure out. Um, so back on track. Okay. Um, so, so what is your overall stat sheet look like now? Like, like read it down the line. What are our stats? All right. So strength, I've got myself at 12 to 13. Dex, yeah, you got to pick one, man. You got to pick one. What's right, it going to be? All right. I'll, I'll say, you know what? I'll, I'll, I will be humble. I will say 12. Okay. Dex 13, con 10, intelligence 10, wisdom, I'll say 14, and, okay. char and charisma 15. <laughs> I would put my uh, plus one in wisdom because, frankly, more wisdom is always a good thing. And um, you know what? I'll put the plus two in. You know what? Fine. I'll put the plus two in con. Because, oh, look at you. Because you know what? You know what? I can't I can't sit here and tell tell other people what they ought to do. And, and, and not, and not look at parts where I really could grow. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think con for me would be more, um, more, I would like it to show itself in the way of just being more willing to, to GM in general, to, to just jump in and run a game for a bit. And not uh, not necessarily manifesting in oh I need to run more extremely long campaigns. Instead, I would like to just maybe just run a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so, that that I think that the idea for you of going okay, this campaign is going to be six sessions long and we're done. Like I think that that's great for you because yeah. you know we saw that with the Goblin game. And I think that um, I think those first few episodes of Strahd were, were quite good. And then we could we could feel everybody kind of losing some steam as, yeah. as we were going on. And and part of that has to do with the interparty dynamics that are outside the game. But sure. Um, still, I think that we, we strike when the iron's hot, you know? Yeah, that's and, true. But then we also have to get off when it's time. So. Um, I've got 12, 13, 10, 10, 14, 15 with the plus two goal for con and the plus one goal for wisdom. Do you think that that is accurate? 
I I always yeah. hate having to like like rate yourself rate myself because I feel like either either I'm being cocky or I'm being almost self deprecating and right hitting myself too hard where I'm maybe actually better than I think right. I am. No, I, I tend to agree. I think that the, the, the two big outliers, of course, were, were constitution and charisma. And I think that that's very accurate. Um, mm. you know, when you run, it's a good time. Mm. You just don't run often. And yeah, so that is, if I were to just put it all into a quick nutshell, that's where I'd put you. Um, right. so then the, then the question becomes, Okay, we have high uh, charisma and fairly modest everything else. Sure. What class are we playing? Because that that is the the total package. Like, how do I say Andrew in one word? So it's like, okay, what is your class? Maybe subclass if it helps, right? Mm, so our high charisma classes tend to be what? We have bard. We've bard, got paladin and sorcerer. Yeah, right? and warlock. Hmm. And also, you know, an argument could be made for for rogue. Um, although I would tend to push dexterity more for that one. But I would I would say um I kind of like warlock for you. Hmm. Um and sell me on it because so, my because my brain was leaning toward paladin. But that's also because I have a massive personal bias toward that class. <laughs> because so, you want to be one, right? Because Maybe I you're... want to be one. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, Paladin is also so multi-attribute dependent, you know, that it, it needs charisma and it needs a bunch of other stuff. And I'm definitely not tanky. So that's true. Yeah. So I would say there there's the tankiness. But the other but the main thing is that warlocks specialize in very few things right mm. they've got they've got a couple of things they do insanely well mm. and they load up on passives right they have all these like little skills that help contribute to the overall main thing that they're trying to accomplish which is blast people huh. <laughs> and you're trying to get people to remember mm. and Everything that you do is in service to that memorable moment, that big takeaway thing, right? Mm. And so everything you're putting in is trying to make Eldritch Blast hit harder and last yeah. longer, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know what's really funny? Of all the 5e classes, Warlock is maybe the class that I've stayed away from because I don't typically like the flavor of it. Like it's just never really done much for me. But when you put it that way, that is really intriguing. And, <laughs> and like, and I do like when you describe it that way, I really do jive with the way you're pitching that. Cause I definitely do. Like I, I've got the few things that I like, the few things that I like to do, I know kind of how I like to do it. And I lean into it really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I will typically let the other things just, I, I, 
I am definitely fine with good enough in a lot of those other areas. Yes. So, you know, I having heard what you just said, I honestly, I'm inclined to agree. I think that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. That was you sold me on it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not done. <laughs> so, Hit um, me. so the other thing is I would give you Celestial Warlock as your subclass. Oh. Um, yes, because I think ultimately you do like those positive vibes. You you are mm. trying to have a pleasant experience for you and your friends, and you want to support them in that. Yes. While also blasting the hell out of this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. You are you are the fire hose of love. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that sounds really bad. Um, then, but hey, I I was gonna leave. <laughs> The very obvious euphemism alone, but you, you grabbed it. You grabbed the fire hose. <laughs> and I, I with, squeezed it. And with both hands. With both hands. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> um, here's the other thing. The, the, the last thing I'll add is okay. that uh, warlocks have a patron. And warlocks need to feed off of their patron in order to to use their powers. Mm-hmm. And when I met you, you had just left an earlier patron, right? It was it w- who we had on the show a few episodes back mm. uh, in Nate, right? Yeah, and I would say I would say he was your warlock patron. He definitely and was not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty sure I'm your warlock patron now. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> like a combination between me and like Chris uh, from your work. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's literally your your warlock patron <laughs> well, because he, he yeah. pays your bills. But like, um, you know, I'm, I'm more sort of spiritually. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. But yeah, you you need a you you need someone to say rah rah Andrew and to kind of support you, right? And I think we we all do. But some some people can just be like, "Look, I'm gonna tell a story, and if you'd like to be a part of it, you're welcome to, right?" Yeah. But I think if you don't have that kind of audience participation, you're just not interested. So yeah, which I yeah. think is perfectly reasonable. So. To me, Andrew, you are a warlock GM. You know what? I if you told me that at the beginning of this show, I would have been horrifically <laughs> offended. I'd been like, you know what? The episode is off tonight. Screw you, man. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going um, home. <laughs> I but now I take that as the extremely flattering compliment that it is. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say, oh, man, let me tell you, you're a warlock because you suck, you know, and like, I'm definitely not going to do that, <laughs> like, um, for now, sure. I know that we didn't stat you up, but yeah. off the cuff, I would honestly say you probably are a paladin. Like, I feel like you can carry all that stuff you've, um, or potentially, um, potentially cleric Hmm. but like you also what i've noticed across a lot of these is that 
Because I've been trying to think of like where I feel you would fall on a lot of these. And frankly, I feel like you just overall would have a lot higher stats, frankly, because you've leveled up as a GM a lot more than I have. Uh, Yeah, I've done it a lot. So my stats are going to be a little more inflated. Um, Um, So I think I I hope you would take that as the compliment that I mean it oh, to be. Oh, well, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's very nice, and I appreciate so. that. I think a lot of us would, would like to be a paladin, right? Like, we, we want the big showmanship combined with all of the work, and I think that paladin fits also to the extent that what do you dump on paladin? Intelligence. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Think I think that might be where I'm the weakest, right, is, is in intelligence. Um I think you, know, you maybe it, give yourself a bit of a harder time on that than is maybe warranted, but I right, get what you perhaps. Mean. Yeah. But I tend to have pretty good con. I tend to have good charisma. Um, I have decent wisdom, although that might, that might be the place where I put some, some of those uh, goal attributes, let's say I'd appreciate um, that is, is wisdom. And I wouldn't mind pushing dexterity a little bit. I think that, I'm okay at the, at the improv stuff. I like, I'm good when I'm in the zone, but sometimes if I get a real curveball, there are times I, I'm not sure what to do mm. and I have to like call for a break or something. Honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't I, happen too often, but I, I would honestly say that maybe con is probably your highest. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're incredibly strong with that. So, sometimes, frustratingly strong (laughs) you're you're really really good when it comes to when it comes to con if anyone will draw out your campaign past the point where anyone cares about it boy howdy (laughs) howdy. (laughs) (laughs) am i gonna do that for you um yeah no i appreciate that um so and i and i hope that everybody listening right now is going, Oh, I think I'm this, I think I'm this or, Hey, this guy, you know, I think that this, that's what he is, you know? And, and of course, when, when our, uh, when you guys listen to this episode, I hope that you'll, you'll chime in and go, no, I think Andrew is a sorcerer. You're totally off base. <laughs> um, I, you know, clearly, clearly he's a wild sorcerer. He's just insane. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it's a ton of fun. Right. Hey, like, I don't I'll know. Take that. <laughs> uh, offhanded i would say spike is a wizard i you um, know that's 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 where i would have gone to yeah he he um, mains intelligence all day long intelligence con yeah definitely strength i was thinking either that or like eldritch knight right one of those um, maybe maybe because like he'll put in like a crap ton of work right like oh, that totally so like high strength, but he might just be a wizard that lifts, you know? Hey, <laughs> you got that. You got that swole wizard, the swole wizard, the yeah. uh, wizard, you might say. Um, that sounds like a that sounds like a like a candy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tiana, who I haven't had too much, but I've I've had a little bit. Bard. I would say is uh, I would say more roguey, uh, more yeah, rogue. maybe. Uh, may, you know, maybe even rangery, right? Very, um, very in tune with what people are are feeling, 
in the moment. And that's true. You know, very much in touch with that. Uh, but also very willing to be flexible. And mm. I think that, you know, yeah. So we're somewhere or, in like, or monk. Yeah. Monk is the other one I was thinking, but I, yeah, I was you like know, high uh, wisdom, a, mon- a monk decks. though is going to dump charisma. And I, I'm not sure that's her. Mm. So I think that, I think I'm more comfortable maybe with, with, um, with rogue actually. Yeah. I, I, um, I leave the dump statting off. Cause frankly, like we aren't hewing that freaking close to these things anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all, uh, I mean, she can tell us what she feels like she is, you know? Um, but tell us what you think you are and why, um, if you, if you listen to this and, and maybe what you hope to be someday. I think that's probably even the more telling thing. What do you right. want to be? What do you want to be? Would you like to respect? If so, <laughs> it's never too late, right? It's you can never too late. You know, if you want to push charisma or con or intelligence, you know, whatever. I think it's an interesting way of breaking down um, what makes a GM. And, uh, and I think one thing that that uh, it also does is it points out that just because you might have a 10 or an eight or something in something doesn't mean you're a bad GM necessarily. Like it just right. means that you're good at other things. Yeah. Right. Some of us are war gamer GMs and some of us love the, the drama and characterization, but we barely know what the book says. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's true. And some that's of us true. have just done it a lot. So we, we tend to have higher stats overall. Um, Definitely. yeah. So it's, uh, hopefully you all find it interesting. I'm, I doubt I'm even the first person that came up with this, but uh, it's something I've been kind of mulling around for a while. Well, I, and liked I it. didn't look it up. Hey, <laughs> either way that, that there's that low intelligence. That's that, a low intelligence. That, I that am weird. not going to do the research. <laughs> I am just going to make assumptions and <laughs> just jump to conclusions. Fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, um, that high strength stat, good for jumping yeah. to conclusions. Well, um, <laughs> I I had a really good time with this. I did not yeah, know what you were coming to the table with tonight. And when you when you pitched this earlier during the episode, I was like, oh boy, how's this gonna go? Um, and I I'm very pleased. This this was a lot of fun, and it you know, and it really. It makes you think it makes you really take, try to take an honest look at yourself and go, okay, where, where am I strong and where do I need work? You know, and that, that can be really hard to do. Um, But hopefully any of you listening to this, you know, try to be honest with yourself, be a little vulnerable with yourself and, um, but also, also go easy on yourself. You know, <laughs> don't don't beat yourself up just because you feel like you're lacking somewhere. That doesn't make you lesser at this hobby. It doesn't certainly doesn't make you a lesser person. Um, it it's merely an indicator of where you have room to grow and improve. Because frankly, once you start getting really good at something. It also becomes 
kind of hard to grow at those things. And sometimes like trying to grow at something that you're already pretty darn good at can can prove frustrating in its own way. But the things where you need a lot of work, you can also notice gains really fast, which which <laughs> can be true. which can be very gratifying, you know? Yeah. Um, so like Adam said, I hope that uh, that you guys out there all find something you can take away from this. And also, I would like to ask anyone out there listening to the show. Um, thank you for listening to the show. And we hope you enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed it, please go rate and review the show. Uh, something we're we're trying to grow the show we're trying to extend the inspiration point family and we need you guys to help us do that and the best way to do that is word of mouth tell the people you know have them tell the people they know and please go throw those five-star reviews up throw reviews up that talk to us tell us what you enjoy about the show and, you know, help us get people excited about the show. And if you feel so led, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash inspiration point and put your money where your mouth is. If you really enjoy the show, throw a buck or two our way. Whatever you feel is appropriate, we would greatly appreciate your patronage. And if you join with us over there, you'll see a bunch of cool little rewards, one of which is our private community discord that is filled with a bunch of cool people like some of the folks that we have mentioned on the program tonight. And our discord is pleasantly active with lots of constructive discussion that goes on. It's a lovely, wonderful bunch of people that all care deeply about this hobby and helping us to build each other into better hobbyists. And um, honestly, it's just a great time. Um, and we would love to have you join us. One of us, one of us, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, all that being said, take a look at yourself. See what you think you are. If you were to stat yourself up as a GM, what class are you? What subclass are you? What are your favorite stats? What are your dump stats? He said with a <laughs> raised eyebrow. Um, and you know what? If you really, really know what that dump stat is, maybe even just lean into it and embrace it and go, that, <laughs> just... ain't, that ain't me. I'm just going to make up for it. With all the other stuff, maybe you're that dude who does skip leg day and you look like <laughs> Mr. Incredible with his tiny, tiny little baby legs. But from the waist up, you are a freaking freight train of awesomeness. And, you know, that's all right. Everybody loves Mr. Incredible. He's incredible. And so are you. So <laughs> keep that in your mind. Have a great week. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.